Hey everyone, and welcome back to In It For The Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. It was an exciting week this week as we saw more of Clayton's love story unfold, and we found out all the ways to pronounce Clayton. Did we? Clayton. (laughs) Clayton. 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 I, I did not notice this. Yeah, everybody says it differently. Huh. Yeah, I heard you commenting on it, but I totally didn't notice in the moment that that it was sounding weird. Well, we're so used to hearing it pronounced differently. Yeah. Um, and dust in, dust on. Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's... And then there's... Clayton! <laughs> Who does that? Tarzan. <laughs> he... Uh, when Jane comes into town and Clayton is firing his gun, Clayton's the big bad guy, uh... He's like firing his gun and he hears the Tarzan hears the sound and doesn't know what it is. And Jane says, oh, that's just Clayton. And so then he thinks that sound is Clayton. So he every time he hears the sound, he says, Clayton. Oh, wow. That's funny. So I, I always think that with this season. It seems like ABC should utilize these sound effects for yeah, Clayton. I mean, ABC is Disney. so True. Take advantage of that conglomeration. <sighs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> So my first impression, Rose, this week is that Clayton is not afraid to show who he is genuinely feeling more of a connection with. I think that he makes it obvious who he's really feeling by pulling them away or doing Mm. something special or just showing more enthusiasm as he makes out with them. I think he's just making it a little bit more obvious for viewers who his top picks are, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, well, I don't know. I think that it's still a lot of it's up in the air. I feel like you're, uh, you're a tainted, you're (laughs) a tainted person, you know, the top three. And so I can't trust you. Um, well, maybe not. Clayton himself says that the, the, you know, terrible expose of the, supposed top three isn't actually um revealing the full truth and the spoilers that seems like a bunch of malarkey who knows that sounds like a company line it's paid off by abc or maybe i think (laughs) you think uh it's not even paid off just paid well Uh, okay i'm trying to be objective and i'm like saying that i just noticed for example it seems like he's really into um, what's her name? Which one? Who Rachel? looks like Debbie Ryan? You keep saying that. Uh, Susie. Yes, because he pulled her aside and had extra makeout time. Mm. And I just think yeah. that he put a lot of effort into their, um, you know, time after the group date instead of her having to do that. And so I think that shows if he's taking initiative, he's really demonstrating that he cares for her or that you know she's top of his pile could be could be i don't know i mean yeah i think that we got a little insight into that he we haven't seen much uh beyond this last episode but i think that he's kind of into rachel um you know he like she said something about like oh we have like a different connection than everyone else and he was like yo for sure uh which i don't know and then they were just seemed very comfortable together um very like different from which is surprising because they haven't really had a very comfortable interaction it seems like every time she's tried to get him into um aeronautics and it's just been a little weird 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I think my first impression, Rose, will go to uh, a decent villain. Um, uh, Shanae has surprised me anyway. Um, she's a little bit more calculating and um, competent than I expected uh, based on like the last episode. Obviously, she's like, I think, you know, digging her own grave. But I hope that we get to see her dig her own grave past the next rose ceremony. I hope that he keeps her on and that she continues to, um, you know, cause trouble. I I think that we are well primed for, uh, what do they call it? A two-on-one date, which Mm. everyone always talks about these two-on-one dates. I'm pretty sure that since I've started watching, which would have been Peter's season, I think was there, there was like a three-on-one date in Mm. Peter's season. They had like Victoria and... Kelly. And Kelly. And who was the third on that one? I think it was Jacenia. Jacenia? No, Jacenia was Jacenia was on Matt's season. Oh. Uh, was it her and... Was it Victoria but and Hannah Jacenia Ann and Kelly? Was, yeah, and Jacenia was also on like a three-on-one or two-on-one No, they didn't. It season. wasn't an actual two-on-one date. They just like... He like pulled them both and talked to them at the same time. Oh, okay. It wasn't like an actual two-on-one. And I don't even know if there was a two-on... I don't think there was a two-on-one on Sean Lowe's season either. So I just like... People always talk about two-on-one dates. You know, I've always heard of them. But they're kind of this mystical creature. Um, but anyway, yeah. I think uh, a good villain is good for the show. I think the show would honestly be kind of boring if everyone was just really nice and got along with each other. And they know that. And they cast, they cast girls who... Um, you know, I'm curious if they can just tell by, like, the interview, like, if they've just figured out, like, oh, this girl is going to cause trouble. All None of the girls are going to like this girl. I'm sure they're an expert at yeah, identifying I'm sure the casting, the casting knows. And there's maybe even women that and men who, like, apply for the show specifically to be villains, um, which uh, maybe not. I don't know. But it, it seems like maybe they're, like, you know maybe based on what they put in there they kind of signal in their application maybe they signal that they would be a good villain i don't know it just ruins your prospects for good relationships I sort think. of but it is good for us because it's entertaining <laughs> and we get great moments i just don't know who would try to do it on purpose but to each their own so jumping into things we start to get a little bit more into the cassidy drama and her secret friends with benefits at home. Yeah, it's been, we did have a break. So it's been like two weeks since the last episode. Um, and, you know, maybe you forgot. Uh, maybe we forgot. I mean, I kind of remembered, I think, and they had a good little preview ahead of the episode. But yeah, we kind of ended last episode with the revelation um, that maybe Cassidy was here for the wrong reasons you know that she had some entanglements back home very up close to the show I think kind of the consensus among at least the people on the show is that you know if you were talking to someone you know in the weeks leading up to the show or if you you know for example FaceTimed them which is what is alleged that Cassidy did um you know that's not cool you got to be free from entanglements to come on you got to be very single um because that's the right reasons to come on the show. Um, we get a little bit of an additional nugget that she, uh, which we didn't see this. We didn't see the the, the tape roll back on this. But apparently um, NC, I think, revealed. So Sierra was the one who was, was being told these things by um, Cassidy. But then NC 
uh, I guess ha- was also there when she was when Cassidy was telling her secrets for some reason. And apparently the reason like she came on the show to try to make this guy jealous because he made her mad. I don't know. It seems like a big old mess and that she needs to get some things straightened out before she can date Clayton. I agree. I think that it was totally unfair and it really invalidates a lot of the things she said up to this point and makes me reflect on last week and just the lengths that she went to to really put herself out there. I think to really scream in this guy's face back home like, haha, look what I can do and I'm going to make a big deal out of it. And so, yeah, it just devalues so so many of their interactions. Not that they were super genuine or, um, you know, uh, warm in the first place. It didn't make me feel, like, excited for them based on the way that she was interacting with them. But this goes even further to show that it was all kind of a charade. So I think at this point, Clayton is about to make history being the first lead to take back a rose. Yeah, that definitely seems like where this is going. And hilariously, Cassidy, who does not know that this is about to happen, is like basically bragging to the face of the other women about this rose that she has. Great editing. Which, how does she have a rose? Does she get a group date rose? Yeah. Her crazy group date uh, oh. antics at oh, the, birthday the birthday party. party oh gosh that feels like it was like a year ago i know <laughs> this break abc we can't oh, handle man. it um all for football how lame um but yeah so she's like you know talking about her rose she's just you know being a jerk and no one likes it of course acting in a way you know being a sore winner basically um but then that's when clayton comes to to come chat with her he basically just says what he was told. Um, I love how they, I love how in the show, they always frame it as like, I received some information. The way they talk about it just makes me laugh. Like, just say, you know, somebody told me this. No, don't you know, I know. And that I, that's like, all of the leads are a part of the secret intelligence network? No, I know. And I know that it like, it, it, that, that like framing of it, like depersonalizes it. You know, it's not like, oh, someone told me. Well, who? It. It focuses on, like, what the information was. It just sounds so funny. Like, I received some information. Um, and it just sounds so weird. Uh, and that's just how the, the show is. But, um, and she just straight up lies about it. She's like, no, I have no, I have no connection, no relationship of any kind, she says. Um, but then he kind of presses a little more. He, like, knows that she's lying. And so he, like, kind of is like, really? Like, nothing at all? And she basically <laughs> says, oh, well, yeah, there was like this guy, but he didn't want a relationship and I didn't want a relationship and we're just friends. You know, she gets caught in the lie. Yeah. Yeah. And so Clayton needs time to process. He comes, you know, he walks away to go think. Cassidy's crying cuz she feels like she's been victimized that, you know, someone's like making up these supposedly making up these stories about her or just, you know, telling him the things that she told them. Um, and so she feels like she's playing a victim here. Um, and it's not a great look. I don't think she's a, she's kind of doesn't have the prettiest cry face, which I mean, who does, but, um, I don't know. In general, I don't think she was trying a lot, um, with her look this week cause she had a rose. That's true. That's true. And, um, but somehow Clayton's walk to process leads him upstairs to some bathroom where she's crying 
And um, that's when she finally says, okay, I slept with someone a couple times this summer. (laughs) And so it's like just the fact that she keeps um, revealing more and more of the truth and didn't offer any of this at first would be a red flag in and of itself to me as Clayton. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if someone like lies to you straight off when you've like gotten them cornered, uh, red flag. Bye-bye. Can't trust you. Um, You know, it's one thing if you've done something bad and then if you lie, like that's hard, you know, if the thing is bad, it's like tough, but you know, the cover-up is worse than the crime in some cases the Nixon principle. Mm. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever called it that before. Maybe I just coined that. Uh, (laughs) But um, we got this funny moment where the women are talking and are talking about how Cassidy is strategic and Sierra just comes right out and says, I think, I think she's just mean, but basically then we go back to Clayton and Cassidy and he basically just can't trust her. And he walks her out. Um, she had left her rose like on a coffee table when he came and grabbed her. So she didn't have her rose with her. And so we didn't even really get the dramatic moment of him taking the rose from her, which was kind of a bummer. We got this whole like cliffhanger of like, is he going to take the rose from her? But really he just walks her out like he would have if she didn't have a rose. Mm -hmm. So that was a little disappointing. Um, but then of course that is the end of the cocktail party. There is no more conversations. Of course, many of the girls didn't get a chance to talk to him. You know, they're annoyed. They're scared because they are worried that he might send them home because they didn't have one more chance to talk to him. All the typical stuff, you know, business as usual in bachelor land, but rose ceremony. Uh, the rose order here is Eliza gets the first rose. I mean, sometimes first roses maybe tell you something. I don't know. Eliza, then Rachel, then Serene, Sierra, Teddy, Lindsay, Jill, the Ashes girl. Surprise, mm. she's still around. Gabby, Kiera, uh, or sorry, I keep saying Kiera. It's Kira, I believe, is how her name is. I keep misspelling it. Uh, Mara. Marlena, Genevieve, Hunter, Melina. I can't wait until one of Marlena or Melina goes home so we don't have to deal with both of their names because it's confusing. Elizabeth and Shanae. So they kept the last two, the two feuding ones. They uh, they put them last, classic, and without a rose. Obviously, Cassidy went home, and then Kate, Tessa, and Ensi all went home. NC did not survive the kerfuffle, although she didn't even rat, rat on on uh, Cassidy. But No, it was sad. And Kate was another sad departure too. Yeah, she seemed like she could have had promise, but um, it was not to be, unfortunately for her. One thing I want to note about Cassidy's departure is I feel like after all of this back and forth, she almost gaslights Clayton by saying like, I am the only one that gets excited when you walk into the room. I'm the only one here that is really for you and excited about you. And, you know, the other girls just don't light up like I do. Mm. And kind of planting some doubt in his mind. He doesn't address that. It doesn't seem like it really affects him. But again, just another example of Cassidy's... um, villainous behavior that is really um just a bad play and just not fair um not 
just not good behavior. So I was disappointed to see that, but almost glad that Clayton didn't address it because that might mean that it didn't really affect him. He didn't internalize it. Maybe there's something we didn't see, but um, he didn't seem to validate that idea. So yeah, that was good. Speaking of poor behavior, um, you know, it's only the second rose ceremony, but some of the some of the women are very sad to see some of these girls who they've been hanging out with for a couple weeks have to go home. Um, lots of tears, maybe the most emotional rose say. ceremony exits, um, and not even necessarily from the girls that went home. Like some of the remaining contestants were super sad. Obviously, they're like sleep deprived at this point. They've been up so late; it's like four a.m. or whatever. Um, or later maybe, and they are maybe realizing that they could be next. Um, well, part of me wonders if they're also crying about the fact that some quote undeserving people stayed over mm, these girls that they really liked that combination of like, Oh, my closest friends are going home and he thought to give a rose to Shanae over them. That just kind of to you. (laughs) That just kind of makes it an even more devastating situation. So, but yeah, lots of crying, more than usual. But not from Shanae. Shanae does not understand why girls are crying about some of them leaving. Um, And she thinks that, um, so she just really doesn't, clearly has not been plugged into the the sisterhood um and yeah she thinks that the other women don't like her because they're threatened by her Mm. a classic a classic um misperception of reality is oh they don't like me because they're just threatened by me or they're scared of or they're They're like yeah um which you know sometimes is true but this is not one of those cases i have definitely believed that a time or two in my life oh Oh. they're just bullying me because they're jealous (laughs) also my mom tells me that Mm, (laughs) yeah well i'm sure it's true been true true before (laughs) um but yes that's the rose ceremony and i think basically they waste no time in just jumping right into the next the first group date of of this next week um so of course we are kind of off track Usually we would start the episode with, you know, them like, you know, um, debriefing on the previous week and the rose ceremony and what they need to do this next week. But, and they maybe did some of that here, but they really, I think for the sake of time, just kind of jumped right into the next, the next group date. So, uh, the next group date card is for Serene, Susie, Eliza, Mara, Marlena, Hunter, Genevieve, and Jill. Um, possible I missed one or two there they were reading these group date cards this week so fast um, they to needed save to time to like for of... a rose ceremony at the that's end that's true oh we wait yeah yeah but group date card is I see you Clayton has learned some vocabulary from Michelle <laughs> mm-hmm. um, from being on her season so um, you know they don't know what it is uh, they you know go and get dropped off downtown or wherever they are and they show up and it's this dark room with a shadowy figure sitting in a circle of chairs and it's none other than Caitlin Bristow who we've been seeing a lot of in the bachelor land um and you know I think I said this I've probably said this before but she's definitely grown on me since she uh was a co-host on Katie's season when I didn't like like her a ton I just like didn't know her 
um, she was new to me and, um, my first impression wasn't super great, but she definitely grew on me like with her antics with, with Caitlin. And I think that she, um, kind of figured out how to like what her character was going to be as a host. So, yeah, I agree. I think that, um, she also had to take on some more serious roles when, you know, Tasha had her personal, um, you know, breakup with Zach and then COVID, and so mm. she took on a lot during Michelle's season, and, and I think that it matured her as a host. So I like her too. I thought it was funny that we're repeating the same date that we saw uh, on Katie's season, The Circle of Truth. Mm, the Circle and of Truth. of course, that was a very pivotal moment in the season because that's when we saw Thomas essentially reveal that he was going on the show at least initially because he thought it could lead to him becoming the bachelor and that was the beginning of his demise Mm, yeah or at least he said something that made the other men think that that's what he meant which i still don't think is uh, the jury is out apparently i I think it's very clear i think it's very clear he said that was something that i think he's fine i think that i am more team thomas than team katie hashtag team thumbs down to katie i am i am hashtag team becca kufrin because i just want her to be happy but who knows if thomas is a bad guy then she's two for two and that would suck Mm. no really three for three because ari she chose ari or ari chose her and Mm. then that didn't work out and then freaking garrett yagarin and then yeah thomas so i'm Mm. team becca and i hope that she has a good taste in men now question mark who knows? Well, at least he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, and he's handsome. I think he's got a lot going for him. Um, he just needs to work on saying some more genuine things. But he probably does when there's no cameras around. Work on being more genuine in a genuine type of way. Genuinely, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean that, genuinely. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is one of these things where they have to go on television and... Uh, say all sorts of things about themselves that are hard and, and difficult, um, which I, I guess would probably be difficult, especially if you've like never done that before, which, you know, it's possible that some of these like 23 year olds have never like shared deep or dark things about themselves with anyone else, like besides like one or two people. Did they not join not a with, sorority like, in college? <laughs> well, I, I don't think joining a sorority means that you've like shared like your difficult things with other people. Trust me does hmm okay <laughs> i'm well. just kidding i uh no i mean i think college provides a lot of opportunities to do that but certainly not in front of millions and millions of viewers and True. women that you're competing with yeah yeah that's i don't know scary. if it's millions and millions at this point it might just be millions <laughs> <laughs> poor clayton the ratings have been down this season people probably just need a break um i know you do it's been, I, I do need a break it was so nice last week to just have a break yeah. although it didn't make this week's viewing a little bit more confusing but that's okay we are we are here for it we're gonna stick it out to the end of the season um and then get a nice break uh anyway so yes this date happened um and it's you know it seemed like there was going to be this list of questions that they were going to go through uh and take turns sharing their answers to these questions but there's only ever one question asked by caitlin so i'm wondering if there like were multiple questions throughout like i don't know a couple hours or like an hour, I don't know. Um, and that they just ended up only showing the one initial question and then 
we kind of got a bunch of different answers that weren't really answers to that question, but they were just like vulnerable things that they wanted to share. Um, so I am wondering if there's like some weird editing stuff that they did there, but, um, Clayton kind of rehashes what, what we kind of heard about before, some of the stuff with his past relationships and, um, I don't know, just like insecurities he's felt or kind of his feeling like he's needed to kind of shut down or clam up when things haven't worked out or gone well. Um, he talks about his body image. Yeah, that was a little bit later on. It was notable that he did that because, I mean, I think Susie said this. I've never seen a man on TV say something like that. She's never seen, um, heard a man talk about like a negative body image. Which I have, but definitely not not me in such a public (laughs) setting (laughs) um so i think that is really vulnerable because you don't see vulnerable i mean (laughs) it's hard to say you don't see guys doing stuff like that so i thought that that was powerful yeah and a lot of women shared similar things yeah we got like similar relationship stuff from like genevieve and hunter hunter talked about how she had like changed her hair like felt like she had to go to the gym for a boyfriend um even he like gone and gotten um colored contacts to make her eyes blue for him um red flags crazy girls. stuff yeah you don't, don't have to go to those links you ever. shouldn't go to those links for nothing wrong with working out nothing wrong with wanting to be fit um but don't do those things for someone else to think that you're beautiful not worth it um but yeah she ended up realizing that um, I think she ended up saying and, and it, none of it was enough and he ended up like cheating with cheating on me or something or leaving me or something like that. So terrible stuff. Very sad. Um, but yeah, it, it, um, so we got stuff like that. I think we also, we got some, some additional stuff. Um, I think it was, was it Serene who, who is, she's very small. She's like very thin. Um, and I think just naturally, and people assume she was anorexic and so she kind of would overeat and you know some similar body image um body dysmorphia type type issues that we got shared with there was like a a content warning at the beginning of the segment um that there was some some difficult conversations ahead so um yeah i think i was maybe expecting uh, I mean, not not that this stuff's not bad, but I, especially with like some of the stuff we've gotten in the last couple seasons. I mean, I think that there's been some like sexual assault stuff, or like I think with like Ben, like the like suicide attempt, um, Zach with like drug addiction and stuff. So obviously that was a high bar for for some stuff um, for like the really crazy stories. Um, but you know, they probably just are showing what they have. I think when they got, they gave the warning, I was expecting like w- like worse. Um, well, not to like invalidate it, but yeah. Right. I think it's showing that and giving a recognition of body image issues and indeed more severe um, issues that lead to like anorexia or bulimia, things like that as, you know, mental health issues oh, sure. that are equal yeah. to levels, uh, not always in consequence, but equal in the sense that this is under the mental health umbrella just like suicidal ideation Mm -hmm. and all of that and so I think that it was powerful to see that because um those topics don't get a lot of exposure and aren't always validated because uh, some circles 
celebrate those things. Um, not necessarily that process, but maybe the results. It's like, oh, you're anorexic, but you are so skinny and so beautiful. And so it kind of um, invalidates like the process that's leading to that, which is clearly not healthy and not ideal. And so I think that it was important to, to you know, uh, preface it in that way. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good. Um, Clayton, I, I made a note. Clayton said that this was his favorite date so far, and I was trying to think back, like, what were the other dates? I mean, he had, like, the helicopter and yacht date. The obstacle course. The obstacle course date. Um, what was the other group date in the first episode, in the first week? It was, like, a school um, date. That was the same That was the same as the obstacle course. They did, like, the Never Have I Ever... What was the other group date? Did they do... Well, it's clearly not super memorable, and it wasn't for Clayton either. (laughs) Yeah, but that's good. I mean, obviously, it's good that he, like, understands... I I mean, I think it's good to see, The birthday party. (laughs) Oh, right, of course, Which certainly wasn't my favorite either, Clayton. Yeah, that was kind of a lame date. Um, But, yeah, no, I think it's good, though, because I think he recognizes the value of you know, getting, getting deep with people and actually getting to know who they are. And, um, sometimes it's, it's important to know like the challenges and difficulties that people have gone through. Um, doesn't define, doesn't define who they are, but it, it gives, it can give you a better sense of like appreciating people's struggles. So, um, so nighttime portion, there's only a really like a couple things I think that, well, never mind. There's more than that. I just had a, a little break here. Um, But yeah, so we, the first time on the nighttime was with Serene. Um, She talked about how in her family, she didn't really grow up talking a lot about feelings or emotions, Um, you know, similar to like Nate was talking about that in the last season. Um, And so, yeah, I think she just was kind of like this whole, like this daytime portion of this date was like crazy because I didn't like grow up doing that. Um, And Clayton... Clayton was like, yeah, same. I, that wasn't like a big part of my growing up. And so they talk about how they're really similar in a lot of ways. They seem like they have like good chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. Seems seems really good. Um, Susie comes in and she like is the one asking the questions. She's like grilling him very assertive from mm-hmm. Susie. Um, and then, of course, the swept away make out. That's true. They, they kiss and then he like sweeps her away and they go out to like a balcony and kiss, <laughs> kiss them outside. Um Good, good times for Susie. Um, but we take a break from the group date to go back to the house to see who's going on the one-on-one. And the one-on-one date card comes and it's Sarah. I, I don't know um, what the card said. Um, I missed that. But um, probably something like, let's bear it all. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. Because uh, their date was wild. But the, you know... We got the normal, like, oh, we're so excited for you, the rest of the girls that were there. Um, but not Shanae. Uh, Shanae wonders what's going on. She says, are we here to, to make besties or to fall in love? So she has her eye on the prize, and she's not going to let sisterhood or friendship um, <laughs> Two stand, terrible stand in the things, way. Yes. by the way. How terrible. But obviously her idea is, well, these are getting in the way. These are going to get in the way of you, your pursuit of the man. So anyway, we're getting more glimpses into Sinead's distaste or disdain of 
female relationships in this context. She does not want to be buddy-buddy with her competitors. It's just a game to her. Yeah, I think that she is just trying to really isolate herself from everyone. Yeah, Um, great villain behavior. And she thinks they're moving away from her, but it's like, girl, you're making the decision. Oh, yeah, she's the one that's totally isolating herself. It's like they don't want to be like, I mean, they are, but it's because of how she is setting herself up to be. She's like, what's like, I'm not here to make besties. But then she like complains and go cries to Clayton when they are like, don't really acknowledge her when she's around. Yeah, it's like, she can be rude, but like some besties at the end of the day. Yeah, it's all talk, maybe. But you were talking earlier in the episode about um, how things would be boring if there was no drama. If Shanae gets, you know, sent home, for example, this week. And I think that this group date is an example of what it would look like without drama. And I liked it. Yeah. No, and it's it's fun. I just think that, like, if you you couldn't have a... I don't think you could have a season that didn't have, like, some, like, terrible people on it. No. You have to have that element. That's just part of the experience. (laughs) For sure. But I think if she was to go home this week, I just really like this group of women and Clayton is kind of hilarious in and of himself. He said so many things this week that just made me chuckle. And, like, the way he, like, looks down and <laughs> just, I don't know. His whole existence is kind of funny because he's, like, trying to be such a good, like, ABC compliant lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, it's just awkward. So yeah. I think that that is enough entertainment for me. But I have mm. a low bar. Yeah. But anyway, so we go back to the group date, and my favorite part was this moment between Eliza and Clayton where she found a mirror to show him how good they look together in the mirror and that she sees um, good in him because he mentioned how he would wake up and look at himself in the mirror and just hate how he looked. Oh, I didn't even connect that. Yeah. That makes sense. She is so sweet and intentional, and That's I love smart. it. And so, you know... I think you see a few other good interactions with girls, but I think that that intentionality, what it really shined through to me and to Clayton as well. He ends up giving the group date rose to Eliza, and I think it is well-deserved. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking it went to Sinead, but yeah, no. I, I think it went <laughs> no. to Eliza, but um, you're totally right. But um, I think that's probably... Oh, I had a question when we were talking about Shanae and her going home. This is a little bit of a tangent, but do do you think that if when Shanae goes away, who do you think will take up the mantle of villain or unliked person? Um, I'm just like looking at the list of remaining women and it seems like there's maybe only a couple candidates that I can have in mind. Um, Hmm. I'd say maybe Rachel because she just seems to really like Interesting. try maybe. super hard to squeeze things out of Clayton because it doesn't seem like her natural, um, you know, uh, lines of conversation about her career and stuff really worked. Yeah. And so I I just think she's trying a little too hard and that might come through in some of her relationships in the house too. Lindsay, maybe she was Shanae's partner mm. on the group date, so maybe she mm-hmm, has some maybe. sort of Shanae rubbed off on her, maybe 
like connection to her i don't know i wonder if like gabby could become a villain do you think is she like i don't know if she's smart enough to like be good at it i mean and it seems like the girls really like her and think she's like super fun and innocent and goofy that's true and i'm just like girl no i can't with you so i don't think she would say anything offensive because she's just so caught up in uh just thinking slash potentially not thinking about jokes and like focusing on that part of herself yeah i'll be really interested to see if someone does obviously like jill is still here but i just don't think that she has like the gravitas to um or like the weight to to push around um plus i think that she's not long for this for this season um but yeah anyway that was just something i thought of like there doesn't seem to be like an obvious like who is it gonna be and sometimes it's surprising um, I feel like there's certain women that like it could not be um, like Sarah. Sarah could never become a villain. She's so like sweet and perfect. Um, but speaking of Sarah, it's time for her one-on-one date and they're just pulling out all the stops. They're just bringing in all the alum from the bachelor universe because this one-on-one date is being hosted by none other than Hashtag Team Becca. Yes, Becca Kufrin. I had to find it. I was like, wait, what's this person's name? Um, oh my goodness, Becca. you're clearly not Team Becca. Um, I don't know why she should have had Thomas there. That would have been fun to have like it hosted by a couple. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Thomas isn't high enough profile. Well, she doesn't want Thomas to get tempted by Sarah's body. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, so it's it's supposedly uh, there's some there's of course some puns about what's about to happen, but she announces to them that, you know, I'm, I hope that you had well not Sarah but Clayton I hope that you had a good date talking about your body issues because now on this one on one date you will be um, trying what was it Tr- saying yes trying new things something like that, um, you know going out on limbs and they had a scavenger hunt for them in like downtown Los Angeles. In their underwear. They're going to strip down to their skivvies and run around the city in their underwear. Um, So they're like, they look at each other, they do the whole thing. And then they, yeah, they go and get behind their little panels to change and come out in their nicely coordinated black underwear. Um, That was, you know, very, very modest and not too scandalous, um, which I'm sure was intentional. But um, so, yeah, I don't even really know we didn't really get the scavenger hunt part it was just them running around doing you know it's one of those one-on-one dates where they just go around and do different activities like i guess buy ice cream from an ice cream cart and hit some pinatas which uh clayton demolished the first pinata he swung at uh i mean it, it you know just absolutely swung right through it never seen anything like it on this show we've seen some pinatas i think it's funny because he had kind of a similar situation on his date with michelle when they were like picking stuff from the ceiling at the museum museum, and he was just so gentle and graceful and delicately pulled down the butterfly and on his date it's the pinata and he goes whack yeah (laughs) get it do you like what i did there Uh, whack the wordle word that was the wordle word and i just i just that uh, i got faster than you did hey, for the record hey now hey, let me guess fake words it's not my fault um i would have gotten it sooner if it if it rejected the fake words i i used and then accepted <laughs> that i didn't expect um but yeah they like the last thing that they have to do 
is they have to go up to these mics that they have set up and sing about their feelings for for one another now thankfully there weren't that many people out and about at this point in the day but there were like some security guards standing around there was <laughs> With this blurred like, faces old laughing. lady walking and it was so f- i thought this was so funny um i mean they were both like super uncomfortable with it i think which i who wouldn't be this would be so i mean it's already like weird enough that they have to run around in their underwear but then they have to like sing about Here, their feelings for this person they met two weeks ago Oof. here's my rendition Sarah, <laughs> I just can't stop staring at you, baby. <laughs> yeah, that, and then Sarah like had a little bit of a rap that she did, and really Clayton good. beatboxed because <laughs> like, she didn't want to sing. I guess she's not much of a singer. Um, I hey, I think you can't go wrong with a good freestyle rap, and it was basic enough. Uh, you, uh, oh, you can't. It had a rhyme with Mama, you know, and so yeah, that's good. She did. She did rhyme. You're right. So I thought it was solid, and I'm all for that. Yeah, but they, I think, end the daytime portion with, like, a little bit of roof conversation. I think, I don't know, it was nice and nothing too, um, I don't I don't feel like there's anything too, no crazy revelations here, but it was just, like, nice. They seem cute together, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I nothing think. Nothing too crazy. I just think they had great chemistry, and they were able to really lean into this extremely embarrassing date and Mm -hmm. uh it was fun it was fun to watch them yeah um and then the next thing that transpired was that we got this segment that we i should probably just dub the shrimp segment yeah now for a break to the shrimp segment (laughs) yes uh Uh, i was just reminded of of forrest gump in this moment when him and bubba mm. are cleaning the floor and the army and bubba's just listing all the different ways you can make shrimp pan fried deep fried shrimp and potatoes boil them mash them putting in a stew oh i know that's potatoes Sorry. Shrimp cocktail. (laughs) But apparently the shrimp affinity is strong in the house. And I can't relate. But I'm glad that others can find happiness from shrimp. Well, only some others. So what happens is that Elizabeth is trying to... She's trying to show that she is a good friend that she is liked in the house. She's building her case for future spats with <laughs> Shanae. Very smart. You know, you have to have things. It's like, everyone likes me. I made them shrimp. <laughs> but she makes like a pan of shrimp. And so she's got like a 12 inch skillet that she has like covered the bottom with shrimp. So you get like, I don't know, maybe 20 shrimp, 18 to 20 shrimp on there. Not that many shrimp, right? Um, which it's still nice. They look delicious. Got some butter, got some garlic, probably, um, looked really good. Uh, and she, you know, announces to everyone that she's made some shrimp to share. Um, and so she like, I think even like goes out and make sure that like Shanae knows and Shanae, um, what happens is that Shanae comes in and she picks out for herself as counted by an on-screen shrimp counter um, that we got courtesy of ABC uh, and took from this bowl no less than eight shrimp, which is like, if not half, close to half of the shrimp that were made in total. Well, don't you know that there's only 
two people in this house, at least in her world, her and Elizabeth. So That's she true. just took uh, her fair share because none of the other women mm. are there. That's true. Mm, good, good, uh, good insight there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it was just like this whole thing where, of course, she like takes her shrimp and goes out to the pool to eat them, and then they have this whole reveal back in the kitchen that it's like all the shrimp are gone. Like, who took all the shrimp? And they like, of course, had seen Shanae walk by <laughs> with like eight shrimp on a plate, um, and so they were all really mad at her and. Sinead decides that the solution to this, of course, um, <laughs> is that the shrimp were gone. And that's really what the problem was, is that there were not enough shrimp. And so she decided that she should cook up her her own shrimp, which, okay, this is, this is how I, like, felt watching this. It seemed to me that, like, Elizabeth knew what she was doing. She had, like, made shrimp before. She, like, was doing it all nice with, like, butter and garlic. Um... Gosh, I'm trying to think if I can like think of an analogy of this, like like I've seen. Um, it's almost like you had someone like paint a nice picture and it got ruined by some like oaf, and then they were like, "Oh, everyone's mad that the picture's gone. Don't worry, here, let me grab some paint and just like whip together a little picture." And you know, has like no talent because it just seemed like she just like was like, "Oh, there's we need more shrimp. Oh, let me get some shrimp." And she put it in a pan and was like, "It didn't like look super appetizing. I don't know. It was like weird. <laughs> it was just pink shrimp. It just yeah. Like and I just think no she didn't know she was doing. It. And no one wanted it because it was just like haphazardly made. Um, and she like you know, she's like, "Oh, you guys want a shrimp? I, I made you shrimp." And they like to be fair, I mean, they're like they've had enough of her, but they just kind of like ignored her when she came up. They're like sitting in a hot tub, and she came up to them with some shrimp and. Um, yeah, they kind of just like ignored her and just kind of blew her off. Um, because at that point they were like, well, we don't want your shrimp. We want the delicious shrimp that our friend Elizabeth made us. Um, and not this like guilt shrimp that you made because, yeah. So, I mean, at this point I think I was thinking, okay, Sinead is either like very not self-aware, does not really understand social dynamics or what's going on here, or she's like malicious and evil, which seems to be the case, actually, as we learn later. Or she's just, like, uh, I said, like, an actor and is just playing dumb, which, I mean, is probably true also. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, that was the shrimp segment. It was this whole thing. Um, I went and looked on her Instagram, Shanae, like, on her story that whole, like, previous day before the episode was, like, had shrimp. She was, like, making shrimp. She, like, she had, like, four stories in a row leading up to the episode that were like shrimp focused so she seems like she's really leaning into the shrimp gate well she Um, wants to get sponsored by bubba gum shrimp probably but the joke is on her because elizabeth has a lot more followers than her on instagram at this point Mm. it's like elizabeth has like twenty eight thousand, and shanae only has like 20 at least last i checked maybe it went down after the episode but anyway um yeah so anything else on on shrimp gate no, but I literally was thinking that it should be called Shrimpgate this episode. Mm. And then you said it. So that'll be Perfect. the title. We've got a title for our episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The little behind the scenes look at our uh, creative process. <laughs> <laughs> so we 
finally get a break from shrimp gate and we go back to the romantic date which gets even better gosh i've wanted to go on all of these one-on-ones this season but they get a private dinner and the van gogh exhibit which we just went to last weekend so it seems like i am giving you most of the one-on-one dates i don't think the helicopter yacht one is very attainable i don't want to ride in a helicopter but i would go on a yacht r.i.p kobe um (sighs) But yeah, um, I ha- I, th- I thought that Sarah looked really nervous, like, <clears throat> which I guess makes sense. Like, sometimes, like, she probably knew that, you know, oh, it's the dinner time portion. This is, like, the time that I need to, like, say my big thing to, like, have a big reveal about myself. Um, so she probably, like, knew that. Um, I don't know. There's probably some expectation for her to, like, which is, like, yeah, it's your one-on-one. It's your opportunity to be, like, let me, like, tell you about myself. Um, and like maybe some one big thing about me um, but yeah I thought that she looked pretty nervous and I think that she this was maybe part I, in like the daytime portion I thought this too and this kind of further confirmed for me I think Sarah is a hashtag right reasons person she I think is a normal person I don't know that she's like it doesn't seem like she's super um, now I'm sure she's gonna have a huge Instagram following um and probably already does. Um, but I don't know that she seems like she is here, like genuinely as like a real person um, and is being herself and isn't like putting on for the camera necessarily. Um, so yeah, I think that she's a, a, gen, a, a genuine and re, uh, what is it? The, the Maddie Pruitt thing. So genuine and real um, trademark. Um, but yeah, so we learn from her, her big thing that she had to share was that she was adopted. She she had said she was like 30% Vietnamese, which makes sense. Um, you can kind of see it in her. Um, but she was adopted by, I think, an American family, um, a white American family. And she, um, yeah, I think just struggled with feeling, I think probably as many adopted children do, like a second choice, not wanted, um, you know, struggling with you know, the fact that her parents gave her up and, and all these things. So she shared that with Clayton. Um, and yeah, I think that that was kind of a difficult thing. I don't think Clayton really had anything. Obviously Clayton didn't have like a, oh yeah, same here thing to share. Um, but I think he handles things like normally, like average. I don't think that he's as bad as like Matt James, who's like, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, he missed a really great opportunity for a pickup line when she said she felt, you know, second choice. Oh, you'd always be my first choice. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. You knew where I was going. Mm, um, that could be a promise he can't keep, though. Mm, true. Who gotta knows? Be, gotta be careful. But, yeah, I could see she was feeling really nervous. It was a big thing to share. She kind of contorts her face a little bit. Not in, like, a fake way, but she just, that's maybe her nervous tick is like strange uh facial contortion um but it seemed like they had a really good date and they danced to like a little orchestra overall i think it was a romantic and successful date and she ended up with the rose so five claps for sarah five what's five claps <laughs> I don't know. three cheers three cheers for sarah i think it's three is that the number cheer 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 hurrah, yeah hurrah hurrah um yeah, so it is now time for the next group date uh, card. And I just, I know here a typical like moment 
where we have established the villain and when Shanae speaks, all the women go frowning face and just like make faces because she just said stuff and they're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Gross. Um, I put in my note, I put like the little like colon slanty face uh, <laughs> to try to signify the face um, that they make. Yeah. Uh, it gives you the idea, the little mm-hmm. like, mm, we don't like her. But on this group date, um, it's going to be Gabby, Rachel, Kira, Melina, Lindsay, Sierra, Teddy, Elizabeth, and Shanae. Um, loves a beach. They're all very excited. Well, almost all, except Shanae. We get this amazing moment where it cuts to her testimonial, whatever they call it, interview. And she just goes, Ugh, I hate them. <laughs> um, great moment um she's really leaning into this she's mad so good so why does she care that she thinks that they're icing her out or being mean to her if she just hates them it's like if you really hate them why do you care what they do just let it roll off your shoulders girl it's clear that she wants to hate them but wants them to like her oh of course and you can't you can't have the cake and eat it too yeah so that's that it's tough uh one thing that we missed they did break from the one-on-one to go do this and then they go back to the one-on-one and the comment you know should sarah does get the rose as you noted but there was a comment that i think she made or maybe he made i don't remember but the comment was made it was spoken and we got our first mention of the l word because and of course we always like to laugh at the um the like degrees away like the steps away from actually saying i love you um you know there's i think i'm starting to fall in love with you i'm falling in love with you i'm in love with you um but here we have this could be the beginning of us falling in love so we have a could be and a (laughs) beginning of falling in love so there's like four qualifiers (laughs) it's great um but no, so we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on Sarah. She's on she's on the watch list for contenders, perhaps. Speaking of watch, Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great segue. Thank you. You should be wearing a helmet and have a tour guide for if you're gonna have segues. Yo, like that. last time I was on a segue, my toenail fell off. So, what? yeah. We didn't go on segways in Mexico. Well, Ayo. that was the last time my toenail fell off, but not. <laughs> That's unrelated to the other time my toenail fell Weird. off. Weird. I, I wouldn't know about that. Um, but yes, it is a beach date. They all show up. It's cold. They're all wearing like their, what do you call them? A cover-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all wearing their like cover-ups. Uh, it's overcast. Um but there's so many corny lines about the beach. Um, what's her face? Melina, I think, is the one who just was saying the weirdest stuff. Um, like, quite the character. You know, maybe look for her on Paradise. Uh, maybe. She seems like she's got some funny lines and she's kind of kooky. But. Speaking of characters, suddenly we get Nicole Eggert from Baywatch. Well, you gotta See, lead it all into comes it. You together. gotta lead into it. They're throwing out a football. <laughs> 
we gotta work on your uh, your narrative storytelling i just try to really um latch on to these keywords that make great transitions yes, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is fun um but yes the uh yeah nicole egger i do not know who this is um couldn't tell you anything about her except for that she's in baywatch which i barely even know what that is i know that it's like a tv show from like the 80s maybe longer earlier than that it maybe ran into the 90s who knows um and then like i think i probably first heard of it uh, as the movie with the rock and the remake uh, zach efron in it i don't know yes which i have not seen um but it's like a movie reboot of i guess the tv show but i don't anything about it it's probably like about lifeguards or something at the beach yeah who knows they're watching bays you know lots of red swimsuits um that's what i've gathered from it um, so yes, we are, we are very uneducated about Baywatch, but I guess she was from it. Um, and, um, yeah, they're doing a lifeguard training is the date, which is kind of lame. I don't know. Maybe it seems well, let like, me I guess it's you. too cold to go in the water. For years, people have sexualized the idea of lifeguards yeah. and like CPR, like I'll give you CPR. Yeah. The Sandlot classic classic cpr kiss moment yeah and so they're you know continuing to perpetuate this Uh, negative stereotype of lifeguards and as a former lifeguard myself i just cannot okay uh no um i want to see them have to dive into a 14 foot pool to get a fake baby from the bottom that almost blew out my eardrums wow but of course, that's we can't a, put them through these sad tough tale. physical challenges. That's a sad tale. <laughs> it's like a shark tale. Um, okay, yikes. we are getting into it. Yes, but so the first activity of being a lifeguard is very important to be sunscreened, um, unless it's your Clayton, in which case they all ignore him. Except Shanae decides that he needs some sunscreen on his nipples only, and so she puts some sunscreen on his nipples to be provocative and edgy. Um, Still taking there were some some plays out of there Cassidy's were some book. thick white sunscreen applications going on. I don't know who it was, but they just like had like we saw like one shot of two. They were all partnered up to to sunscreen each other up, and there was one cut one shot that they showed of a girl whose like arms and legs were just like bright white on, on sunscreen that well, they would have had to transfer some of that onto someone else and rub yeah, it in i don't know how they got it all rubbed in because the next crazy cut we see they're all like looking like they did before the sunscreen date like of you course. don't see any oil on them it's like yeah. it, i think maybe they reversed the order maybe sunscreen maybe. was last well they certainly didn't take it off of themselves to put on clayton because clayton um ended up with quite the sunburn oh um, god after this whole date it, and it was <laughs> his tan line was his bro tank or whatever that he was wearing over his swimsuit um at the beginning of the date and he ended up with quite the the tan the burn line on his shoulders his midwestern body isn't built for this i know it's that's why we need more missouri contestants because they would have understood they all ignored him it's sad there were any missouri contestants i don't think we had any no we don't none california girls only yeah and they're just all tan and they don't know um but yeah they do like some they have a dummy that they like do cpr on and have opportunities to 
be strange and straddle the dummy and raunchy, raunchy, some hip thrusts. I don't know, arched backs. My favorite terrible things is they do slow mo, and I've yes, always wanted a little slow mo Baywatch run. Apparently, is a thing from the show. I've wanted to do that. Yes, but it concludes they're all doing their slow mo Baywatch runs. Then Shanae has her turn last, <laughs> and she does her slow mo walk. She just kind of walks in slow mo with her hair all fluttering in the wind and then she like jumps and hugs Clayton as they all did but then she starts making out with them like way too long the music has stopped all of the women are looking disgusted about this and they're still making out at least Cassidy did her make out in private sort on of group date. yeah I think they could all see her kind of but it was like from a distance through, through <laughs> some through some of the trees so Shanae is going further than she yeah she's really asserting herself she's not doing herself any favors or make ingratiating herself at all to the other women but what would you expect this is what she's supposed to do um as a villain but much to her chagrin she is not selected as the the winner of this daytime portion of the group date that um, goes to Gabby, who was um, getting lots of screen time, making some waves on this group date. And so basically she and Clayton just get to go off and, I don't know, make out on a lifeguard tower. And I don't really, that's kind of all they did. They just kind of went off and had a little extra bonus time together, which I'm sure is very valuable at this stage. Um, but yes, Shanae is very mad that despite all of her effort, she was still not selected. Maybe one of these days she'll learn. Mm. <laughs> doubtful but yes nighttime portion now um of the group date clayton is wearing a leather jacket and they are commenting on it it's quite the look probably not i don't know i'm, uh, I'm no fashionista out, but you're out of 10 for me just <laughs> he i think you have to be more scrawny or super 50s to make it mm. work but burly guys that wear leather jackets in 2022 just it doesn't look right yeah it wasn't a look his fashion was interesting this episode i think on the previous group date we didn't mention this but he was wearing <laughs> like a, a hoodie it, with well a suit and jacket. it wasn't like an athletic hoodie it was like a like a sweater like a, like a like a shawl like a shawl sweater but like <laughs> but like a hood instead of like the like the shawl neck uh because it just seemed like it was laying it was like laying back on his shoulder like a hoodie does but it was like very flat and like kind of like the ribbed like on the like the bottom of your sweater kind of look like that uh, i wonder if he's trying to put on these like cool edgy boy looks to impress these california girls maybe and again if we had more missouri women competing on this show he would know that that would he might be just come in in a flannel and jeans <laughs> well he just would look silly if he <laughs> wore he does not wear this leather jacket out in columbia missouri I can maybe have tell you, you ever this. seen him? No, but like there's no way that he shows up. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Um. So our for the first we got these conversations. First one was with Rachel. Um. She asks him if he's playing hard to get, and if that's why she hasn't seen you, seen him since the first since the last group date. Um, Another cringy moment brought to you by Rachel. Yeah, she's feeling a little needy, but then she says that. I think I feel like we have a different connection from the others. And his simple response is, yeah, correct. So to me that like uh, I don't know if we're starting to see some things that they haven't been showing us yet. Um 
I think Rachel was prominently featured in like the intro packages at the premiere. Like she got one of those little intro packages before the limos. Uh, So I just have this vibe about Rachel that maybe she's like a contender. That there's something that we haven't seen. Could be. But it seems like she is at least, which is good if she's going to be a villain moving on. Because you want the villain to have a good connection with the lead and that be one of the like hard things about them and helps them stay around longer. But anyway, yeah, I, I think we haven't really seen much of it yet, but I think Rachel could definitely end up being a front runner. So we'll have to see with about that. Um, Gabby is, uh, Clayton says that he made, she, she made today fun because of her quirkiness. And she says, yeah, I'm quirky. Um, and they talk about how, he thought that she she had a goofy side and how really it's like that's her 100% of the time 24/7 is goofy um, <laughs> Which I think, I knew. we think that she's like a little ditzy and i don't know a little bit of an airhead but um <laughs> i don't know i don't feel like those are the meanest things to say uh it's just kind of what we're seeing on screen yeah and i think that um I can't remember how he phrased it, but just the way that he brings it up, it almost seems like he wasn't sure that that goofiness uh, could, like, lead to anything serious. Um, But he, he, like, actually is kind of charmed by it. I don't know. I can't remember the phrasing, but it was, like, you can see that he doesn't necessarily want someone that is only 100% goofy and um you know he appreciates gabby but and he was like saying that today he saw more than just her goofy side in their like private time Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just think he's not 100 percent sold on gabby but i'm also biased because i have not been 100 percent sold on her from the very beginning (laughs) yeah but then she um is trying to care for him and his sunburn so she has him take off his shirt she's got some uh i assume with aloe to rub on his sunburn and He's like, she's like doing something and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm sexing it up. Yeah. So, you know, she's just being silly. And I guess that's kind of her brand and who she is. But then we have the unraveling of the group date. It starts to fall apart because whose turn is it? But Sinead's. And um, Sinead tells Clayton that she had a good day, except that it sucked (laughs) because Elizabeth bullied me the whole day. Um, so getting a little bit of mixed messages here from Shanae. Um, (laughs) but yeah, she gives him the whole sob story about how, um, and this is the charge is that when that she ignores Shanae and that when Elizabeth is around all other girl, all the other girls ignore her and don't talk to her and are mean to her. And that basically she's being bullied by everyone else. And then, Elizabeth is is the notable name. She's the ringleader. Um, but then, like, when Elizabeth's not around, the other girls do talk to her. So she that's the, that's the charge. That's the accusation. Seems like, you know, Clayton could, you know, go and ask all the other women. And s- that's what they need to do. They need to start taking straw polls of, like, I just told, heard this from Shanae. Is this true? And they could all say, no, Shanae doesn't like us. She does not want to be our friend. And so we don't want to we don't want to hang out with her when she's said stuff like that 
And so, yeah, I guess it is true, but it's because of her attitude. We don't like her. She brings the mood down. She's not excited about this whole thing uh, the way that we are. So, um, but then in the villainous twist, which maybe is not a huge twist, but it's a laying bare of what's of what's real and what's true is that we get the testimonial from Shanae where she says, I got him. He believed me. I didn't mean to cry, but I did end up crying. Um, uh, so she's, uh, I mean, she's basically... Admitting to acting. Yeah. Oh, she's she's manipulating things and, yeah, making things up and, and being villainous. But it's great. It's great to see someone being so... <laughs> Um, I mean, not maybe not great for Clayton's love story, but for TV, it's wonderful. <sighs> um, you know, it's great to see, very entertaining. Um, but yeah, then he, Clayton, then decides he should probably confront this head on, so he pulls Elizabeth and talks about it uh, to her, tells her, and I think he's doing okay. I think he's doing a pretty good job because at, at this type of thing, because he frames it as like Shane told me this, and so I'm. I'm, I'm wanting to know what, what your side of this is. And so I think he's doing a decent job. Like where we've seen leads in the past be like, they get told something and just like instantly that's like a hundred percent what happened and like totally real and true. Uh, and he seems to have a little bit better grounding of like when someone tells you something bad about someone else, like there's two sides to every story and like, yeah, maybe one person sucks and the other is Maybe he is learned fine. from Jamie and like watching that yeah, as maybe. a viewer knowing like oh my gosh jamie actually lied to michelle and then came to all of the guys and Mm. didn't admit to what he said so he knows that not everything that he's confronted with will always be honest and when he watches this season back well when he watched this episode this week he may have found for the first time like oh yeah i was right shanae admitted to the camera that what she told me was yeah. kind of an act. It'd be so weird to watch back and like yeah. see all the stuff that you didn't see. Oh, it'd see. make me so mad. Um, but yeah, so Elizabeth is just like not, I don't know. She's not like dismissive of it, but she's clearly, I mean, I think we're like, we think that she's, I don't know, maybe she is being rude to Shanae, but it's not like she's like going out of her way to bully, bully her. It's like, I think no. this is Shanae's fault mostly. Um, yeah, and so she's just like, it just kind of makes her cry because she's frustrated and doesn't want to be dealing with this anymore. Um, yeah, and she's, I think this shows that she's clearly not um, super strategic because she doesn't pull the card of like telling him about her ADHD and Shanae making fun of that, which she doesn't have to share that if she doesn't yeah, want to. But she does share her, her pre-planning tactics of, I even like made, made some she- lunch. I mean, like made some lunch for yeah. everyone. And so, like, I'm being nice. People like me. I'm making an effort to, to be kind and nice to everyone in the house. And Yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, that happens where we get some, like, of, like, chatter with the whole group. Um, Lindsay comes back and is, like, on the verge of tears because, and she tells the women that Clayton asked her about bullying. And so, it seems like, and so she just, like, was probably blindsided by that. I don't know. Maybe she was, I don't know. Maybe she was participating in ignoring Shanae, who knows? She um, was Shanae's partner on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, we get a, a typical, you know, classic buzzword um, back and forth between Shanae and Elizabeth. And 
really it's it's a bit of a nothing salad nothing really comes of it well this is totally a political fight like in a presidential debate it's political obviously where like they're going back and forth and Sinead's just like no I'm done you're fake you're not telling the truth like not even like responding to the substance of Elizabeth's words but just like interrupting with like nope 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 like she clearly has already made up her mind about it and so it's just so fruitless (laughs) yeah but Clayton then returns he doesn't really address the drama gives the rose to Gabby and then announces that he will uh gonna deal with the drama the next day but I think he says something about like he wants them to like work on sorting it out and then if like he tells that to Elizabeth Oh yeah. yeah, I think he's kind of like I can't deal with this. You, you have guys to go should duke out. it out. <laughs> oh, I could go for a good uh, contestant fight. They need to have like a maybe next week. Maybe next facilitate. week we'll get a maybe next week we'll get a, a physical fight um, date. You know, they've been doing those lately. We've got pillow fight. We have um, some wrestling with um, assuming, Claire season. You know, assuming Elizabeth and Shanae both stay. Teddy bear fight. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, and then, of course, no rose ceremony. I don't know if we'll ever catch up. Maybe maybe they'll just do a really long episode. We won't have a rose ceremony at all. Well, no, I guess we have to get a rose ceremony. So I don't know. Maybe they'll do a really short episode, of like at least in the timeline, where we'll get like a really long, dramatic cocktail party. Um, and then like a rose ceremony and then like a really long date. And then they'll be done or something i don't know i I don't or i'm just gonna have like a really fast or like what feels like a compressed episode to get caught back up i don't know i don't know i I just hate it when it doesn't end with a rose ceremony it's not great yeah it's so much nicer when you just get to start each week fresh but yeah that's basically the episode (laughs) um it was a pretty fun one i thought it was really entertaining um yeah especially since we were um on a break for two weeks coming back into it it just makes everything more dramatic more hilarious uh more entertaining i just got really into it yeah so yeah it was a good episode and uh i don't think oh what's your uh final rose that you want to give for this episode my final rose is that i I I don't know. I think it goes back to the fact that I just really like this group of women. And I think that they use their time wisely for the most part and have um, pleasant interactions with him. And I just could really see him developing a deep relationship or a multiple (laughs) of that puts him kind of in a bind because maybe I think that there's a a lot. You think (laughs) I think that there's just you know uh, a lot of potential here so I feel more excited at this stage about the contestants than I did (laughs) during Michelle's season when I was like I don't see myself like fancying any guy in particular I should hope not (laughs) no but I I know what you're saying like I do think that there is a pretty solid group of women obviously there's always bad apples but um yeah there's it's it is kind of hard I mean I obviously you have like the girls who have gone on first dates are probably, you know, always going to be 
front runners at this point in the season. You have like Teddy, who was like not on this episode at all. She was on she was on the beach at the beach date, but she, she didn't like talk. didn't do anything. She just, had a, she just like looked mad. Yeah, yeah, she like looked annoyed, but probably because she knows that she's a front runner. And, or that's how her attitude, and she just, like, thinks the drama is, like, so distracting and dumb, mm-hmm. probably, which we have noted on this, on this podcast that at least I have, um, and I think you probably agreed that the, the frontrunners in Big Dogs and Leeds, or not Leeds, yeah, the frontrunners in Big Dogs, uh, usually are pretty good at staying above the, out of the mud, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, maybe that's what's going on here. We'll have to see. Maybe she gets a first impression rose and flames out as they sometimes do, uh, especially on The Bachelor. Um, What's yeah. your final rose? Hmm. My final rose is that, let's see, my first impression rose was, was about Shanae and being a good villain um, and me liking that she's a villain. Um, hmm. I had one, but I don't remember what it is. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. Um, and I kind of said it at the end, like, I wish that they'd get back on track, that we could have mm. more structured episodes <laughs> and not leave us hanging between at the end of a group date. The Enneagram one in you does I not know. like this disorganization. I want structure, structure and organization, please. <laughs> um, so I, just, I think it just makes it like more, um, I think it makes the show feel a little bit less cohesive and a little bit more like discombobulating of like it's not clean breaks it's yeah you know it's like wait what happened they're addressing this drama right now that happened but that i don't really remember all the details of that whereas like generally you get a rose ceremony you get rid of probably maybe one of the people instigating drama and you get to like start fresh with new stuff well maybe so it's kind of hard to have that break there maybe they're dragging this out because the villains do get eliminated relatively early this season um compared to other seasons and so breaking it up makes the illusion that they were there for a lot longer than they were uh you know because maybe he does end up sending Shanae home next week and then it's kind of the end of like the major villain reign there might be some scuffles here and there as we go forward but no like prominent villains like Shanae and Cassidy were so that that's that's my hypothesis uh or could be an explanation for that but yeah it is annoying could be well Well, thanks so much for listening continue to uh rate us and share us with your friends and family in bachelor nation and we'll be back for another episode of in it for the long haul with zeke and lexi hall next week